Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, Imogen Harris here, voice of Imogen on Stella Firma. I'm here to tell you about today's sponsor, Monty Cook Games, and The Devil Made Us Do It, live right now on Kickstarter. When you play Stealing Stories from the Devil, you pull off the perfect heist every time. The PCs are competent and cool at every stage of the adventure, and they always have a trick up their sleeves. But then again, so does the devil. And did we mention, you're not just master thieves, you're master thieves from the future. And even better yet, you're liars. A special kind of liar. The kind whose lies come true. Stealing Stories from the Devil offers unprecedented player agency and collaborative adventure building, which makes this TTRPG perfect for a zero-prep game night. Find out more at mymcg.info slash Firma. That's mymcg.info slash Firma. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Know Your Show with Tim, Ben, Maddie, and Katie. Applause, cheering, Woo! applause, studio audience. Yes, we are exposing ourselves emotionally, mm. oh. uh, intellectually, 
and also physically in the case of Ben. But luckily, what? it's not audio medium. Hmm? No? <laughs> Disprove it, sir. Um, and we are joined. Um, you know our names. I'm Tim. You introduced us. <laughs> That's Ben. I'm Ben. But we're... Hey, who are these other two people that I've already introduced? It's it's a mystery, other than the fact I've named them. Um, would you like to introduce yourselves? Maddie, you first. Oh, I've, I've spoiled it twice. Maddie, you go first and tell people who you are. <laughs> Hello, shock horror probe. I'm Maddie, and I am the... Uh, the lead editor for Stella Firma, and uh, yeah, I do all the the squelches and the and the beeps. That's my job. <laughs> we call her Madame Squelchbeep. <laughs> Katie, who are you? I mean, I only squelch and beep off the clock. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, as, as an, an immediate glance behind the curtain. <laughs> I am the producer of the show that the outgoing show that was Stella Firma. Yeah, yeah. The, the you held it down long us. enough and now it's finally drowned. How do you feel? Well, I'm swimming <laughs> to the shore. <laughs> to the shore. <laughs> yeah. No regrets? None at all. Ah, it's been really fun. Um, so Maddie and Katie have very kindly joined us um, because as we've proven many times, um, both in the show and in the extra content, um, that we're talking a lot of rubbish and we don't listen to a lot of it. Um, but in theory, we should know. So we're going to learn whether or not we know our show music cheering so so on and so forth golf claps so on and so forth so i'm gonna i'm gonna hand i'm gonna hand the well i'm not gonna hand the microphone we've got four discrete microphones in separate locations but i'm gonna metaphorically hand the microphone over to katie and maddie to to ask us their questions um so that we can look like real ding-dongs excellent so um i believe i'm up with the first question which is drum roll please i'm not putting that in even though i'm editing it uh, <laughs> let's, do it, let's do it awkwardly in the audio so oh, you have to include it. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, much, so much room tone. <laughs> so, who was the client in the very first episode of Stella Firma? Oh, absolutely. No idea. <laughs> we want to go on a system. We'll come to our own conclusions and then we'll reveal. Well, do you, ha- do you, are you, do you then have an idea about this? Because I think um, well, I could probably start to work it out, but I yeah, don't want to well, do the audio process before you've had a chance. So I'm, I'm. Well, you've already ex- excluded yourself. You've recruited yourself from the trial. Fine, fine. Um, so it was definitely a trough moon. Yes. I think it is. Oh, it's some sort of. It's it's the. It's like a. It's like a brood. There was a brood involved. Yes. It was younglings. Yes. But I cannot remember the name. It's kind of a. It, I think it might have been some sort of high queen or like a queen of a hive, an insect hive. And probably had some sort of ridiculous space name like squ- Squidlerbacks. High Queen Squidlerbacks. Um, I'm going to call, uh, I'm going to say uh, the uh, Supreme Highness um, uh, Squandlebonks. Uh, what I ha- had written down for the answer is Nurturer 163 Zacroon. of the Superfluous Tentacle, who requested oh. a hatchling world for the breeding of young. I just yelled the word Zacroon as if that was something. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, I've just decided you're going to be p- points person. You get to decide. Because of my renowned generosity. Because of your renowned generosity and also your withering glares over the years. <laughs> okay, question two of season one is, in which episode does Hartro first put her foot in Trexel's mouth? I, mm, I have an idea. I have an idea too, but I'm not 100% confident of it. How quickly did we get into that? <laughs> Okay, I've got an idea. Yeah, I've got my answer. Ben, I'll let you go first. It's five. I reckon Jenny wasted no time. I think it's ten. My immediate reaction was five, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say ten. I think maybe she started off cautious and then was like, okay, I've got my feet under the table, as it were. <laughs> Let's put them feet in that mouth. Stare into the eyes of Jennifer Halfack and 
<laughs> Ask yourself how quickly would feet become involved? Would you trust this woman with feet and mouths? No. Vote no on Proposition Jenny Halfeck. Okay, I'm engaging my penetrating stare through the computer screen as I build tension. <laughs> the correct <laughs> you know, answer. Do, do, do people do that when they're trying to build it? Excuse me, I'm building tension, just to let you know. Yeah, okay, we'll put some music in. Stop giving me work. <laughs> How am I supposed to build tension if you keep talking in the tense silence? Stop talking, Maddie. There's so okay, much so tension. Okay, so now we need the sound of an orchestra stopping playing. Yeah, yeah. And, and then starting again. Start, and they just start the orchestra again. need to sort of like mumble in the background yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. We, we still get paid. Oh, no, we're not crowd sounds. I hate crowd yeah, 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 yeah. And they're all French for some reason. And the orchestra is mostly kazoos. <laughs> it's budgetary. The answer is... Episode five. Yes. Ah. And the clue is in the title because the title is Fear and Feet. Uh, of course, of course. I even named <laughs> you it. You named it, Tim. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so involved in this show, but I know so little about it. <laughs> Just to make sure I'm getting the points right. So we are we are we neck and neck, Tim and Ben, each with one. I don't think I. I think at very best I got a half point for my remembering it was a. But I I think probably zero one to Ben. I do feel like with your answer you used none of the words which it were in the actual answer. Yeah, I sort of had the spirit of the answer. Yeah, it was like not su- the answer Supreme itself. High Queen, none of which were in. Yeah, it's like a like an adaptation of a book into a film. It does it have the spirit of. The, of the book, yes. Is it, is it completely different? Also, yes. I'm the film adaptation with Nicolas Cage. You know, mm-hmm. I'm technically an adaptation of that book, but also absolutely not in any way. I think Nicolas Cage would make quite a good Drexel Geisman. He, he, he yes. I'd struggle to work with him, I think. I need a firm hand on the tiller. Yeah, yeah. Would have brought some solemnity to the role. He would have. <laughs> and then he would just say, Why were their feet? Why were their feet? <laughs> All right, so question three. Um, In episode seven, what solution does David Seven propose for getting all the lost and found items in the universe to a single planet? Oh, I know this one, I think. And I I think I know why I had this idea, because I'm a hack fraud. I I believe it was a series of, of like trash wormholes. And the reason is because I think I'd watched Thor Ragnarok quite quite recently and it's it's literally just the, that planet i just i just completely oh, stole the, that jeff idea. Gold, just the jeff goldblum planet yeah the trash the trash planet with wormholes that spit trash in onto the planet via wormhole you know the thing that i said the thing you the stole the, yeah. the evidence of your crime yes yes well i think you're kind of right because it was rerouting black holes not oh, quite the right, same right. as wormholes but i suppose that wormholes don't exist well no, hang on a minute no no but a wormhole let's ring brin let's get yeah, out i don't hole. i don't know physics because <laughs> i think a black hole that goes somewhere becomes a like it, it is a wormhole if it, yeah, if it goes from one place to another yeah wormholes don't actually exist but they are i think the idea is that they're a black hole that goes somewhere i think yeah i, I liked how confident you started that sentence and then yeah. Edit it with, yeah. I, well, the I thing think. is, when something doesn't actually exist, it's whatever we want, I suppose. Britain is going to bash in and be like, actually, wormholes theoretically yeah. do oh, exist. I, I so. didn't know that this actually could happen, but somebody is barging in on the on the Skype call, and here's Bryn. Uh, Tim is right. <laughs> also, I, yeah, I really like this. feel like I've mischaracterized Bryn having <laughs> um, a, a weird you know, nasal nerd voice. Hello. Which he <laughs> extremely I'm doesn't. He's sort got an incredibly a, deep voice. A, a chicken with glasses, you know, Bryn. It's David you know. Seven. It's David Seven. <laughs> yeah, it's David Seven. David Seven and Bryn same person really mm-hmm. somebody play this to, to bring <laughs> so he can feel vaguely insulted for no good reason <laughs> katie what's your adjudication on this i don't know what would Bryn say if we gave them a point for that well the thing is it, we both answered the same thing so we either both get one point or no points which is the same thing so in the end it's going to be zero 
Yeah. Or one, or which one. is the same thing as zero. I suppose, I suppose one each would, would make us feel, it would make the scores look good at the end of the day. All right, one each. Wow, I didn't know that I had such sway over the judgment. <laughs> <laughs> You've worked with me for a year and a half. You know what? You know what? I just watched the trial of the Chicago 7, and if it was that easy, in the, I mean, I think I've, I think I've become an expert trial lawyer. I think that's what's happened here. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin to be knocking on your door, really like, I want to make a film about your yeah. trials that you do. <laughs> I want the dialogue to be massively unrealistic, but very compelling. Mm-hmm. Question four. In episode 11, Trexel sings the graph friend jingle. Mm-hmm. How does the jingle start? We have some multiple choice options here. Okay. No, I just like to pre, pre-multiple this choice because it's a Tim song as Trexel. So I think it probably starts... Oh, and that's you know just because every single song starts. How oh. dare you? How dare you bring up my thinking time? Oh, yep. <laughs> What's his thinking time? Oh, give me a moment. Oh, there's a thing and a thing and a thing. So it's like our politician says. Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah, yeah. it's an mm-hmm. excellent question. Oh, <laughs> option A. Oh, have a friendly girlfriend because it's a friendly friend to have. Option B, have a friendly graph friend because you don't have other friends. Option C, oh, have a friendly graph friend because they require no skill to use. Okay, I've chosen, Ben. I have chosen. I've gone for B. I've gone for B because Tim is lacking everything, including subtlety. Mm-hmm. No text. <laughs> subtext uh, subtext no, is for cowards. Yeah, yeah. Macro text. <laughs> Oh, I had a graph friend because I'm sad and alone. Oh, you are both right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question is, in episode 25, which of the following is not an option for Imogen's justice mode? A, trial by ordeal, B, kangaroo court, or C, show trial? I've got an answer. I've got an answer. A. A also. Because the other two are political and Tim loves it. Yeah, I feel like I'd have said kangaroo. I feel like I'd have said show, show trial, trial is what Stalin did, oh. and there's no way you didn't get in a if reference it's to Russia. Got something to do with Stalin? I'll have said it. Yeah, absolutely. That's L- correct. Little Johnny Stiles, get in there. <laughs> ah. There was trial by combat and trial by fire, but ah. there was no trial by ordeal. So no. you correctly identified that. Although you could have had the ordeal of the bean, which is, I believe, when they made people eat a poisonous bean. Oh, wow. <laughs> it what? was very unpleasant. What, when and where was this? Oh, I, I don't know. I heard this on, on either a, a QI or a No Such Things a Fish years ago, but there was definitely Google trial by the bean. <laughs> there is also trial, um, I can't remember what it's called, but when before before they knew what they were doing. When a murder happened, often the way they would uh, try it was like, I think it was like trial by the body or trial by the by the corpse. But basically you would go near a body and touch it. And if it bled, you were guilty. Now, I'm going to shock people and let you know that wasn't an accurate way of doing it. But the idea it was God telling you whether or not somebody was guilty. They still did it in America, shockingly recently. It's, um yeah, it's called the ordeal bean. The ordeal bean. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> When they found it, like, what's it called? The ordeal bean. You know what? I think I've got a use for this. You know, there's ordeals we've been doing with, like, teddy bears and hugs. I think we need to spice them up with this bean. <laughs> called the calabar bean. But, yeah, they just they just called it the ordeal bean. Because they're like, eat this and it'll be an ordeal. That's cool. amazing. That's my my heavy metal band's name. You've got to be really careful <laughs> that you don't get in a Boots ordeal meal. Because it sounds similar. But it's very bad. Ah, nice. <laughs> Congratulations, you've made it to the end of season one. Yeah. yeah. How do and the we points actually, stand? Yeah, we've done quite well, I think. 
Thanks. Yeah, um, as the points stand currently, uh, Tim has four and Ben has five. Oh, the tension, the tension. I'm hoping that there's some um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire style stings going in here, Maddie, maybe in different styles, uh, different different audience members gasping at various points. You know, just more work for you, I'm hoping. Is what One I'm of hoping them is, in a French accent. I'm just really hoping I've ruined your weekend, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, none of that will happen. It's all fine. <laughs> Maddie, can you just, after every time after Tim speaks, can you just put like a fart noise? <laughs> <laughs> Season two. Can you name five cameos from the editors or producers of Stella Firma as voiced characters? In season two. It's um, across the whole series for this one. Season two is pretty cameo heavy, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. The, <laughs> the inspiration for this question came from season two. Shall we, shall we just do it together, this one? Okay, right. David Devereaux plays a sheep saying, David, why? (laughs) Um, Maddie, uh, no, uh, Katie Seaton plays Katie the coin friend. Vice Admiral Fun. It's Maddie. Maddie, Vice Admiral Fun. And also, I believe, a different Wally the Wallet. I don't know if they ever got a proper credit, but Maddie does turn up as a wallet saying, that's him, that's the one. I have to just say, I don't think I've actually said, I adore both those parts they're brilliant because <laughs> obviously i just record our bit and then don't listen to it until it's a finished episode and what a lovely surprise <laughs> it's a lovely surprise i feel like we had the gravitas that the show was lacking yeah. <laughs> save me <laughs> alex plays yeah. alex uh, the ai and also i believe turns up in the trial um yeah montage he's a talking head um mm. helen as enola Although I don't know if that's a cameo anymore. That's more of a guest star. That's yeah, I don't, know. I don't know if that counts as a cameo. So Vice um, Admiral Fun doesn't count, but what really. what You've got does. Sue Sims, who doesn't trust Trexel, in the, again, in the trial uh, Talking Heads. And Johnny, I believe. Does Johnny turn up in the trial Talking Heads? I don't know. I just remember everyone being excited that Gertrude doesn't like Trexel. That's definitely five. Yeah, we were just naming them. I was just having fun, reminiscing. Ah. The question is very specific about the editors and producers rather than... That's specifically editors and producers. Okay, so, rather oh. than the rest so of the has been cast. an editor or a producer on this so show. Da- so we've got David, Maddie, Katie. Edward Edercast, did he ever did he ever start? Okay, now you're just naming crew members yeah, and yeah, asking. Yeah, yeah, as with Lowry, if you can think as of... As with Lowry. Yes. Put us out of our misery. We're floundering now. We're just yeah, naming this people. I was, I'm conf- I was confident of my four. Okay, are the ones you named... We can definitely allow you Coin Friend and Wally the Wallet and the Sheep. I think we can allow you Alex, the computer as well, because he yes. was executive producer all along. So that's a solid four. Who did we miss? And um, The ones you missed were, in season two, there were the clients who appeared at the end of the episodes, and I did oh, silly voices for some of those. Um, so the two that I had were, yeah, Stefan the Mantis Shrimp and Ethel Unction Yeams. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But they oh, were like two, literally one eames. second long each. So right, I I didn't realize it was parts. I was trying to find more people. Katie, you're going to have to sort of distribute sort of a, a ratio of points between Ben and I. I mean, I feel of... like neither of us did it because it wanted five. And... What it was? What so it was five five for one Tim, point? If I asked you to count up to five, yes. and you got to four, yes. Did you count up to five? Um, no, but I did a very good job, and <laughs> Mrs. Yates is very pleased with me. <laughs> We're trying, <laughs> and I'm very improved. Yeah, I mean, we were generous before, weren't we? So I'm getting, I'm thinking 
maybe we'll go the other way this time. Oh, interesting. Judge Judge Seaton is callous and mercurial in her decisions. (laughs) I said it in such a friendly way, you didn't realise I was about to be mean. Yeah, you know what? We've been quite generous, so no points for you. Yeah. Yeah, no points. Yeah, burning, burning health, scumbag. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So next question in episode 35, in which Hartro runs a game of planets and protagonists, what is the name of Trexel's player character? Oh, goodness. Um, Gracious. Uh, okay, I, I, I think I, I, have, a, I have a punt. Because uh, Jenny's character was like Gordon or something. I know I know what Jenny's character is called. Um that one I definitely know, which is a shame because that wasn't the question. <laughs> I don't you know what? I can't even think of a good guess. So I'm going to say um uh Grump Grumption Yanks. I am going to say Lexa the Merchant and it's because Hartro is called Ortar, which is Hartro oh, backwards. So I think maybe yes, maybe Ortar. she did the same stuff for 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 Trexel. Sadly, no. Uh, Archer was called Orta, but uh, Trexel's character was Chauncey. Oh, yes, Chauncey. Chauncey. <laughs> In episode 46, how many times is the name Gonk mentioned? Oh, Gonk. Is this going to be nearest <sighs> or is it going to be precise? I think I'll go the nearest. Is it Price yes. is Right Rules? Not a Gonk over. Yeah, not a Gonk over. Not a Gonk over. You do have multi choice if you wish to. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, 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 sure. that. Okay, so is it A, 48? B fifty seven or C sixty nine. Nice. nice, nice. Okay, I got my answer. I got the answer. Yeah, B B B is correct. Yeah, it's always B. It's always, always B. B. Hey, anybody doing their exams? Just B the it's whole time, all the way <laughs> through. Averages. And by that, we just mean release Bs. The invigilators yeah. don't know how to handle it. Uh, no. I think the exam is everyone just gets an A. I think everyone Which gets is an ironic. A. A A's for Bs. Come on, that's good quality <laughs> comedy. Comedy. Quabbity. Quabbity. Hey, I'm walking here. Hey, I'm Quabbity here. (laughs) Give me a New York taxi, because I got some (laughs) Quabbity. I need a I need a deep dish pizza for my comedy in Chicago. Every time (laughs) I laugh, he carries on. I want a bagel with a schmear. Comedy. New York stuff. <laughs> to distract from the, the amalgam of accents, I shall continue with the next, oh! <laughs> the next question. <laughs> a <fangula. laughs> If we could get it down to a continent, that'd be great. First mentioned in episode 48. Bonjour here! <laughs> I'm in Paris! <laughs> Sorry, Someone get the water bottle spritzed, please. <laughs> Custard pie in the face. Um, first mentioned in episode 48. What is the face's full name? Oh, no. Um, my answer is the, the face, face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Ace the Face, but I feel like there might be a surname and I've, I don't know it. So Sadly, both of those are off the mark. The correct answer is Tracer P. Zazcage. Tracer P. Zazcage is oh. an audience suggestion. Yes, it is an audience yes. suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, oh, Tracer P. Zazcage. One of my favourite one of my favourite user submission names. Tracer P. Zazcage. It's good work. Well done, whoever that was. I mean, we've got it written down in the show notes, so you can look it up. Which episode in season two had the most sound effects tracks, or in other words, the most complex sound design? And as a as a caveat, I can't speak for David Devereaux's um edits, so it isn't it is limited to the ones that I've edited. So I thought it would be the D&D episode, Planets and nope. Protagonists, due to the sheer so. level of of locations. There's like four separate locations, a cart, 
Crowd scenes. Episode episode 50, Paper Slope. Yeah. So the D&D episode may well have had quite a few tracks, but that was one of David's edits. Oh. So the answer goes... This, this feels... Now, this feels like yes. a bit of a... Of a it's like... You get bamboozled. How many... Which was the most complicated edited episode in season two, except for the ones that Maddie didn't edit... And I believe Planets and Protagonists was the crossover episode between David and Maddie as well. Yeah, I did one before and then David did that one and then I did the one after. So that's it. even mixed. <laughs> we did do that. I want a yeah. judge's inquiry on that's, that. That is the episode, that is an editor version of that weird bit of Russia that's annexed in, in Eastern Europe. Because no, <laughs> because that <laughs> that's season two. That's not even that far off the start of season two as well. Like, it's a good... Although I would say actually from a, a, comp- a complexity point of view... Planets of Protagonists was probably quite a lot, but given it was fantasy stuff, it was probably quite reasonable. And I, I would guess that David was able to pull quite a lot from the RQG sound files, whereas I remember the specific conversations with Maddie being like, how, how? <laughs> Don't do this again, please. Yeah, fine. <laughs> take your hollow victory. I'll take my moral Oh, it's not one. hollow. It's full. It's a full and fulsome victory for Ben. <laughs> uh, we're pleased for you. <laughs> <laughs> the scores are currently Tim with five and Ben with seven. Ugh, my disgust. My disgust is limitless. Everything left to play yeah. for, though. That's because the last question is going to be worth like 500 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's Mar- From... the unfair Mario Party question where it's just like, you yeah. got the most allies, so you get a star. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> intelligence means nothing and popularity means everything. Is that what you're saying, Mario? Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, apparently so. All right. So, as mentioned in episode fifty-two, what is the logo for David's place? I've oh, got an I answer. know this because it came up recently. Wait, unless that's a fan-made logo. Well, it's a, it's the answer that I have. It's a hermit crab. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. It's a wee hermit crab. It's my little shell. Do we know if that's canon? Manic yeah, it's, uh, it was. It was mentioned in the in the episode. That would make sense because I feel like you'd be like, oh yes, David in his little in his little hermit shell. Yeah. It's moved into a safe, safe space. Uh, that's when David Seven has his marketing hat and Trexel wants the marketing hat and yeah. And I don't want to be a plongeur. Mm-hmm. Ah, halcyon days. Ah, and, go plonge yourself. And then we burnt it down. <laughs> we didn't have to. We didn't have to. I was feeling grumpy one evening and I put in that bit at the end of an episode where Imogen says that she burns it down. Didn't need to be Incredible. there for the plot. I don't think it was a popular move. No. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what I say? F*** them. Show's over now. <laughs> yeah, well, Leave ultimately, all of, all of it burned down in the end. Yeah, so, that's you know. true. We just needed to really rip the heart out of David so we had nothing to lose. In episode 58, what is the name of the alliterative business which caused Helen Gould to have an extended fit of laughter? And I think I might have an unfair advantage on this one, or an unfair drawback if it turns out I'm thinking of something that was cut from the show. Yeah, I, I don't know because all I have is the Gadamy Academy for Scholarly Hollers, which is not alliterative, but it rhymes, so now that's just, it's taken up my entire brain and I can't think of anything else. So I guess my answer is going to have to be the Gadamy Academy for Scholarly Hollers. At least it's fun to say that. It's true, and at least I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Gadamy Academy. <laughs> Um, I think it was Bouncing Bertie's Bum. You are correct. Oh, yes. That was in the outtakes. I listened to that last week. Yeah. I should. Have oh, okay. I didn't have an unfair advantage. Oh, yeah, no, ben, no. I listened to the outtake. Ben's That's just on. a shithawk. Okay, Tim, you're very sweary. And <laughs> it's late. Sorry. I like, it's getting loose. I like but, the beeps. You know. I really like it when spares are beeped in podcasts. It's one of my favourite things because I want people to try and work out what I said. They're not going to get hawk. I've done it again. <laughs> what will they think I said? <laughs> make sure to get rid of the hawk Tim, and make sure to bleep that. Just stop saying <laughs> hawk, please. Katie, did you just have fun saying <laughs> hawk? Oh, sh- Oh, I said sh- 
cook. <laughs> Maddie, would you like to complete the set? Mm, nah, I'm fine, thanks. I might, ah. um, I might save it up for later. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, while editing this, they're all a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, just like five editor's notes. In the end, it's just it's like after the credits, it just comes back and you're going, shock, shock, shock. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the full correct name of the business was Big Bertie's Bouncing Bums. But, Big Bertie's Bouncing Bums. But you got the, you got the idea. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> and here is a, uh, a sort of narcissistic question for you from me. Um, in episode 61, what is the full name of Vice Admiral Fun's show? Though it was created by you, Tim. So A is the Fun Happy Vice Admiral Fun Hour of Happy Fun. B is the Vice Admiral Fun Time Fun Hour of Fun and Happiness. And C is the Vice Admiral Fun Happy Fun Time Vice Hour. It's always B. Oh, I thought it was B, but I've suddenly been enticed by C. Ooh. But you know what? Ooh. I'm going to play tactically. I'm going to guess the same as Ben because that leaves it as level B. You're both wrong. It was C. <laughs> oh. You could have got one over on me, I Tim. should have You're followed the Monty Hall method, even though that's not what happened because no choice was eliminated. But still. So with two questions to go. Oh, it couldn't be more dramatic if we wanted. <laughs> yeah, Tim with seven, Ben with eight. God, imagine if one of us was kidnapped and then and then there was a ransom scene. That's the only way it could be more tension-filled. Jack Bauer bursts in and I'm tortured for no particular reason. Yeah, for Ben, for freedom. In episode 71, actor Axe mentions one of her favourite things about working in the business warfare division. What is it? Uh, I think she's pretty jazzed about the filing. I thought it was the cocktail bar. You're both wrong. <sighs> it's the sucking more in the table that receives the brief submissions. I suppose the filing is like obliquely. Ah, uh, that's not what I was thinking. Uh, oh, I also I also got confused about what character we were talking about. What it was head of ballistics uh, actor act. You, oh, were, you thinking were thinking of, of um, um, Alison Thayer Scott. I was uh, thinking Paradrag Gellion. Ah, I'd have had a better chance if I'd have known which character we were talking about. <laughs> Which I suppose just to get a minus point for getting the, for not even remembering the character's no, name. No, that's not how this works. You can't be more wrong be. than wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Or it's wrong. a binary option, right and wrong. I suppose there's right, wrong, and on the wrong side of history. And I don't think I did anything that bad. <laughs> <laughs> the final question is: What is the final line of the final episode of Stella Firma? Oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah, I know. No, I don't because that's no, I don't because wait, is this including the the epilogue? Yeah, this is including mm-hmm. the epilogue. Oh, dang it! You can't see this listener, but Tim has got this Rodan stinker thing going on at the moment in his body language. It's... <laughs> I know, I know the line. I know what it's saying. I'm trying to remember the wording. Yes, okay. I can get as far as I know what's happening. I'm pretty confident. Right, I got my answer. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna have a go. I think you go first, Ben. Um, it is. It's going to be like, oh, weapon systems or something. Oh, he's close, but he's not quite there. It, yeah, it's... it's uh, oh, you smug it's, uh <laughs> It's along the lines of Alex Alex is chivying, is chivying um, Enola Way and she's saying, hmm, Star Puncher class. Ooh. Yes, that's almost exactly right. She just says, hmm, Star Puncher. So I think Tim gets that one, if, if you agree, yeah. Katie. I do agree. Yes, Does this mean we have yes, to come up with a tiebreaker? Yes. Oh, no. that he wrote <laughs> see because if it were if we're not including the epilogue it would have just been yum yeah, it would have been, been yum but yum. i'd have got that as well so mm. yeah that's fine because then i'd have oh, we yeah, would have that's tie true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. so uh a question that i would like to ask is there is a tv right behind me tapping it um what sound effect did i uh get from that tv 
Ooh, I've got an answer. Oh no. Oh no. Uh oh, what was that? Uh, um Actor Axe's thing rolling in. The little the little iPad on a stick. My answer is gonna look it's gonna look really bad when I'm wrong now. Um the the DVD rejection drive and ejector, that little noise, was that used for something extending from the wall? Maybe the, the drinks cart extending from the wall. Mm, that is actually not the thing I had in mind, but that is also correct. Yes! <laughs> I got what? I got it right, but not for the reason that you so thought. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Does that TV have a DVD? It has a DVD player, and I did oh. use the DVD player for uh, things yes. being removed from That's the wall. That's it. Yeah. It was... It was the Katie the Coin Friend powering up. Bloop, that was that TV. Uh, it's two. Uh. I love the fact that I remembered a special extra one. <laughs> what a way to. You know what I call that? You know what I call that, Ben? Winning in style. Winning in style. I don't recognize the legitimacy of this competition. Yeah, well, Ben, you can form a dictator all you want. You're still going down in the Hague. I'm a, I'm a free man of the land, and the Magna Carta says that I cannot be bound by uh, your petty red tape EU quiz. Ah, well, well, is it a very shallow reading of the Magna Carta, Ben? <laughs> Lovely. Well, I'm certainly pleased with the result. I don't know about you. Um, thank you very much for joining us for Know Your Show. Guess who knew it? Tim, because it is my show. Ben's just allowed on it. Um, thank you so much to Maddie. And yeah, when I can get a word in edgeways. Yeah, 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 which is very, very rarely. It's like 70-30. Um, thank you so much to Ben, uh, to Maddie, and to Katie. And uh, we'll see you all again another time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Stella Firma is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.